This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. First quarter earnings have been pouring in recently, and we have a few more automakers to look at today. And like most car companies, Volkswagen posted strong numbers in the first quarter of the year after rebounding from COVID lockdowns last year. The company delivered more than 2.4 million vehicles, a gain of 21%. That includes nearly 60,000 battery electric vehicles, an increase of nearly 80%. Thanks to those strong sales, its revenue rose 13% to over 62 billion euros. It posted an operating profit of 4.8 billion euros and a net profit of 3.4 billion, both of which were way up compared to a year ago because of the lockdowns. While Volkswagen expects the global semiconductor shortage to significantly impact its second quarter earnings, it has a positive outlook on its full-year results and raised its forecast for operating profit, net cash flow, and net liquidity. Aston Martin is also on a tear this year, and it's all thanks to adding an SUV to its lineup. Sales more than doubled in the first quarter, and more than half of those sales were the DBX, Aston's first SUV. It has another variant of the DBX coming out in Q3. It says the F1 Vantage is being well-received by customers, and it's on track to bring out the stunning Valkyrie in the second half of this year. Aston is still losing money, but losses have been slashed. Brand awareness is up thanks to its involvement in Formula One, and its technical future looks secure thanks to Mercedes-Benz owning about 20% of the company. Ferrari also put in a strong Q1. Sales grew only 1%, revenue was up 8%, but its net profit jumped 24%. And all the gains came from China. Sales were down in Europe and the U.S., And interestingly, sales of V8 models were up 8%, but V12 models dropped nearly 20%. Automakers can make a lot of money providing financing to dealers and customers. They lend money to dealers to build their own dealerships. Then they lend dealers money to buy cars from the factory. Then they lend money to customers to buy the cars from the dealers. It's one of the best money-making deals in the automotive industry. And it's so lucrative that General Motors started its own captive finance company called GMAC in 1919. But then leading up to the 2009 bankruptcy, GM had to sell off GMAC to raise money. Today it's known as Ally and has nothing to do with GM. So in 2010, GM bought AmeriCredit in Fort Worth, Texas and renamed it GM Financial. And wow, is it growing fast. In Q1, GM Financial had $3.4 billion in revenue and posted a $1.1 billion operating profit. Compare that to Ford Credit, often regarded as the best captive finance company in the industry. It posted $2.6 billion in revenue and a $1 billion operating profit. That's quite a comeback for General Motors. We want to know what drives your testing. OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing. Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data.
Ford is once again trying to revolutionize the moving assembly line. The automaker's European division, along with a number of partners, are opening a new research center at Ford's Cologne plant in Germany to develop new EV components and processes. One of the main focuses is the production of e-motors, including how to send different kinds of motors down the same assembly line. They'll also look into new laser-based methods for joining copper contacts inside the motor, how AI and 3D printing can improve production, and it will try and develop new ways to recycle the components. Ford says the research center will be open to anyone that wants to use it. NASCAR set a goal for its next-generation cars to look and perform more like their production counterparts. And based on the new Camaro race car from Chevrolet, the Mustang from Ford, and Toyota's Camry that are debuting, we'd say it's going in the right direction. To get the cars to look more like what you and I can buy from a showroom, the greenhouse was lowered, the deck lid shortened, and the track widened. Other changes include independent rear suspension, rack and pinion steering, 18-inch aluminum wheels up from 15-inch steelies, and the engine and transmission are combined into a transaxle. The chassis has even been developed to adopt hybrid and pure electric powertrains in the future. Unfortunately, we'll have to wait until next year's Daytona 500, which is on February 20th, to see these cars run around a racetrack. If you own a Porsche and want more luggage space, it's got a solution for you. The automaker created a roof box for extra storage, but Porsche went all out to make sure your car's performance doesn't suffer when it's attached, even including on the all-electric Taycan. And like it does when it's designing a vehicle, Porsche first created a clay model to make sure the box has the right proportions. It then put the box through a wind tunnel test to make sure it's as aerodynamic as possible. Thanks to those efforts and more, customers can drive their vehicle at speeds of 200 kilometers an hour, or about 124 miles per hour, when it's mounted on the roof. It has a capacity of 480 liters and can be opened from either side for easy access. The roof box is available starting this month for a price of 1150 euros or about 1400 bucks. Side blades are also offered which range from 200 to 350 euros. Mobility is becoming electric, connected, and autonomous, just like the manufacturing world. But we'll always be one thing, a reliable partner for our customers. Citroen is expanding the Ami lineup with a cargo version of the tiny electric vehicle. The regular model is less than 8 feet in length, has a top speed of 28 miles per hour and only about 45 miles of range. The cargo version, or what's officially called the My Ami Cargo, 
keeps those same specs, but it gets rid of the passenger seat to make room for a modular space to store more stuff. Citroen said it developed it due to the need for a zero emission vehicle in urban areas and the growth in delivery services, particularly e-commerce and food delivery. The Miami Cargo goes on sale this July in Europe with a starting price of about 6,500 euros, only 400 euros more than the standard model. Well, Elon Musk says you don't need LiDAR for autonomous cars, but practically everyone else that's working on AVs is using LiDAR. So the race is on. And we'll be talking all about LiDAR on today's Autoline After Hours. Our guest is Mircha Gradu, the Senior Vice President of Product and Quality at Velodyne. He has extensive automotive experience, having worked previously at Fiat Chrysler and Hyundai. So join John and Gary as they tackle one of the most debatable topics in the automotive industry. Every year, BMW commissions some kind of art car. They're all really cool, but for us, once you've seen and reported on a few like we have, they start to lose some of their uniqueness. That, however, is not the case for us with this new set of cars BMW is showing off. What's interesting is that it pumped over 50,000 images of artwork spanning 900 years of history, along with 50 contemporary works of art, into an AI software program. The AI then generated entirely new works of art using the inputs as its basis for understanding what art is. And what you get is this really neat blending of old and new, which is then projected onto the car. Before we go, we want to give a public shout out to our newest sponsor, Scheffler. We're very appreciative of the companies that make it possible for us to bring Autoline daily to you. But that's it for today. Thank you for watching. Autoline Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone. Solutions for your journey. Intrepid Control Systems. Over-the-air engineering, boost your game. Scheffler, we pioneer motion. And by Magna.